can't speak Norwegian? We've got you covered on Snack Eknors. It's international students. You're still listening to Snacka Ikenosk on Radio Nov. Okay, so today I thought I would talk about the sugar shack that was painted by Ernie Barnes uh, in 1971, and then there's been a second version in 1976. Um, so it's a painting, and I decided that it was fun to talk about it because uh, American actor Eddie Murphy just came out uh, and like to the art world kind of and told the world that he was the owner of the original painting that was made in 1971 uh, which he got from Marvin Gaye's uh, estate uh, because this painting if you're not familiar with it you're ma- you might be familiar with the album cover of I Want You by Marvin Gaye or uh, it's from as well a show from the 70s But uh, it's a remake that was made for Marvin Gaye in 1976, and I thought it would be very interesting to talk about this, as 1976 is the year that Black History Month was first celebrated in the U.S. Uh, So at first, it was celebrated as a week, and it started in 1926, and then we had to wait for like 50 years until it became a month uh, celebration every year. Um, So... Uh, yeah, so the painting, we can look at it and we will see like elongated bodies, angled limbs and like very patriotic colors. We have it on the screen here for those who haven't oh. seen yeah. it. So uh, it's honestly stunning and we can see uh, the red, white and blue colors. Uh, it's filled with people. It's like almost kind of uh, ung like uh, paintings with elongated features and all of the characters have closed eyes. They're dancing to jazz music. It's a painting that's supposed to be from like representing at least the 1950s when uh, the painter, who's also a football player, Ernie Barnes, he snuck in when he was 13 and uh, when he was 13 into this Uh, club, uh, so it's under the Jim Crow laws, so everything was still segregated. Um, and he saw everybody dancing, and he was just so astonished by what he just witnessed. And he said, and I think that's really interested, uh, interesting in 1990 in a CNN interview, uh, that he tends to paint everyone uh, with their eyes closed because he feels that uh, people are blind to one another's humanity. So if we could see the gifts, strength, and potentials within every human being, then our eyes would be open. So I thought it was interesting. It would be interesting to just uh, mention that and mention Black History um, Month. Uh, so it's usually like it's originally an, an American celebration, but now it's moved to being also a Canadian celebration. It's celebrated in the UK. Uh, I saw that it was also celebrated in the Netherlands as well as Belgium and other countries, uh, also more or less officially. Uh, But as it is an originally American celebration, I thought we could go back in time to see five important dates dates of black American history. Uh, So I selected five, as I said. Uh, there was 1690 we, with the emergence of slavery, 1793 with the rise of the cotton industry, uh, 1865 when slavery was, ab- slavery was abolished with the 13th Amendment, 
Uh, and then uh, 1964, uh, when John Fitzgerald Kennedy uh, uh, got uh, the Jim Crow laws and like off and segregation uh, ended. So, yeah, I thought it was also interesting to just see the um, difference into how black history is still talked about and it's such a new thing. Uh, however, has anything really changed in the 20th century and in our century? Um, because we're talking more about black history, but it's also just for a month and all the history has changed around the world. However, um, we can still like I feel like one of the things that are that is prominent uh, in like black history that is current that is nowadays is also like the pro police brutality that is going on. And I thought we could just like kind of go through a couple of things that happened. And I, uh, again, selected a couple of facts. For instance, I read somewhere that in 2022, 1,200 people uh, were killed by the police, but only people only got like, um, like went to court uh, for their crimes as in seven cases of those 1,200 people who were killed. And just... Uh, That's not much. Yeah. That's nothing. No, that is actually nothing. But And in those cases, we can see that uh, a lot of times it's black people being killed by white police officers, although not all the time, but that mm. does not make it any better. Um, and uh, so we can see some, like, actually almost no difference at all. Uh, between 1963, which was during still segregated times with the murder of Cynthia Scott, who was 24 years old and she was going home and she was just shot twice and died on the spot. And uh, if we look at uh, Amo Arbery in 2020, who was chased down and hunted by three white men and uh, shot dead. And yeah, there's we can also mention... Demi Rice, who was 12 years old and killed because he was playing outside uh, or all of those people who were inside of their own houses and somebody mm -hmm. came inside and killed them. Uh, and I thought it was also very interesting to mention how I think nowadays a lot of people are just um, thinking that we're talking about all the bad things and it's black people or people of color that are mentioning the racism and everything and a lot of Most of the time, white people would say that, oh, it's like we're just talking about the bad things like people of color are making racism exist. And it's like just a concept. Race is a concept. And uh, do we really need it? We could just get rid of it. And mm. can we actually get rid of a concept that is actually on like a thing for people all over the world in affecting their daily lives? And this thing of wanting to just delete racism and the whole concept of race, I mean, race more than racism, of mm. course, is called colorblindness. And it's a thing where you just pretend that you don't see race, but not seeing race is actually more of a modernized version of racism, where you just pretend that it doesn't exist, although it's still pretty much there. And for one to decide not to see it is to just decide not to see the subtle attacks and the little jabs done uh, at someone of color and just dismiss it completely. And it can be seen as, yeah, a modernized version of racism and just like another way to 
uh, enforce white supremacy around the world. And yeah. yeah. But it's very interesting because um, I had we uh, we had a visit from some students from I think from Texas, and we discussed about the topic racism, and I asked the professor is racism a lack of fear to not have control and power over somebody, because why white people on white. Lots of white people, not, not of course, not everyone, but how, why many white people are so scared about black people or why they think because um, they don't have um, any less rights than they. And I watch a lot of movies about the situation in the United States in the 50s, 60s, and it's make me so angry because you can really feel and really see the helpless that these people have. And you, how you say to say, oh, I'm, I have nothing against them, but actually you have, even like Beyonce, there is, you cross, you, you walk to the street and cross the street just because you see two black people, two black men comes to you. I mean, you don't cross the street when two white people comes to you, no? So yeah. I think the, the first step is to really to say to myself, say, yeah, may I have prejudice or I have this, this kind of picture And to work on it. Mm. And I think that confession is the first step. We have been talking about colorblindness or Black History Month for a little introduction on the, the most important dates, uh, how it's, uh, I guess, much more celebrated in the USA compared to here in Europe. Um, and then, uh, yes, this... Um, the concept of colorblindness or race and racism and how it should not be dismissed or races should not be dismissed. And Tiago, you were saying that, uh, or you were questioning, is it because of the fear of yes. the other that yes. there is this racism? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the times that it happened to me and I'm thinking, uh, I think this is... There is definitely fear, but it's this intolerance, yes. uh, this feeling that because you are different, because you have a different mm. culture or uh, background, religion, whatever yes. it is, it doesn't matter. People will say, oh, no, mm. we, can't, we can't have that. Yeah. You know, why should we have that? It's not, it's not what we do. Mm -hmm. And then mm. there we go. You have this yeah. racism. Yes, yeah. but I think that um, or maybe we are just too working with our own people, you know, like white people walk more with white people and black people walk walk with more with black people I think maybe it will help if we have more interaction with other people now and yeah. it starts in a little like working in the kindergarten or something because even in kindergarten yeah uh, to, to that one I think it's because we are we have built society yes. on, on exactly. those uh, yeah. separation right yeah on this segregation and now we are trying to deconstruct yes but it's, got, but it's I'm going to say, it's going to take some time. Yeah. It yeah. shouldn't take that long, really. You should yeah. just say, okay, okay, yeah. change of plan. But yeah, it's not that simple. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I, actually, I don't really remember who said that, but I know that there's been research, uh, like so social research uh, that have been made, uh, questioning if white supremacy is, like, should be studied as any other social 
things such as capitalism that is studied or socialism, uh, communism, fascism, yeah. all of those things are being studied as a way of being and a mind uh, for society and communities. Mm -hmm. But white supremacy has never been questioned as some sort of social construct, although it has built the West in most of the world, actually, because the West mm. and white people uh, have conquered a lot of countries around the world. And we're not seeing this as a thing such as capitalism. And I honestly wonder why when it takes it has taken so much of uh, the global his global history and also nowadays it's still affecting people like right and left. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do think, however, that we need to do like we need to differ differentiate between how race is constructed, like you said, in the U.S. and how it is in Europe. Like, uh, talking about colorblindness, I feel like it's it's a concept that is very insulting in the U.S. because, like, someone, the skin color of someone, in a way, constructs some kind of social background. Like, sh there is, like, Black History Month. There is, like, in the U.S., there is a Black culture. There is, like... Um, also black neighborhoods, like it's segregation, but there's kind of a black community that is created, that is formed. But similarly, we don't really have that in, I feel like in Europe, being one skin color is not necessarily a sign of being part of a community, even though if we definitely have segregation in school. And like you said, like it's still more common to find white people with white people and uh, people, black people with black people, but I think it's a lot. It means a lot less than it has in the U.S., where skin color took a community aspect. Like I'm taking the example of France because that's where I grew up. In France, it's forbidden to like taking survey based on someone's skin color. We don't know how many black people there is in France, how many Asian people there is in France, because it's com it's forbidden by the law to actually take this kind of survey. It's it's very common in the U.S. to have this. So I think. For me, saying like colorblindness in the U.S. is insulting because you, you, when you ignore someone's skin color in a way, you, you ignore their background and their community. But I feel like if you do it in Europe, like it is done in France based on the law, then I think it's actually, I, in my opinion, something that is maybe a bit better. So um, I don't know how you see I, that. Yeah, no, I really, really don't agree because... Um, in France, so I was, I'm also from France and I'm a person of color. And um, the way that I experienced racism, I started experiencing it when I was three. Uh, so uh, for anyone to just be colorblind and trying to tell me that, oh, I don't see color, like it's not true. From when I was three, I started to be a victim of racism. So clearly people do see color and even though it might not be just as much or not in the same way as in the U.S., uh, for somebody to dismiss the racist acts that I've been a victim of is, like, very weird. And, like, no, I don't get it. And also uh, racism is also a thing in France. And um, also when you're looking for a job, I know that people have been making those uh, tryouts and tests and having somebody with a completely like traditional French name and no identification um, picture, for instance, and they would have an interview. Uh, but if you would put a person with a more ethnically like ethnic name, they wouldn't they might not get this interview or if they have a very French name, but uh, their picture would show that they're a person of color, they might not get this opportunity to get the job. Otherwise, 
like on the other hand, actually, like if they were white with a French name, they would get the opportunity of getting the interview for the job. So racism is very present. It's not because we don't talk about it as much or um, because it takes on different forms that it's not there and that being colorblind of racism in France, at least, because that's most that I know, or in Europe, um, makes it better. I, but but. I think the, the media play a lot of part of that. Because when I think about racism, yeah. automatically I think about United States. Mm-hmm. But it happened in Europe too. And I think because we're thinking too much in the United States, we ignore the problem here. The same in Germany. When the Black Lives Matter comes, it was such a, about a question, do we have racism in, in Germany? Of course. I'm from Brazil. My, my parents are from Brazil. We are we are not p- people from color, but I, my mother, she goes through a lot of discrimination just because she cannot talk the language right, just, just because she, even she asks something simple or, or in, the, in, the, in the supermarket, in the grocery store, if she talk, you can really see in the face a person has a problem. So I think um, we need to understand that racism, discrimination are happening in our country and if we that, if we don't understand that, we cannot then colorblind, I think colorblind is it's starting to walk before we start to crawl, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that is the most important thing. That's just education where it's so important to understand the school that we have that problem and how we can go and how we can um, look for a solution. Yeah, I agree. But but I, I think I do also understand a little bit what Amandine is saying here. Odina, sorry. Um, uh, because uh, when, I, when I read your notes, right, Barbara, about uh, colorblindness, I was like, damn, I'm a racist then. Because <laughs> I do want to treat people as uh, a human being, you know, like we are all humans. We live on this yeah. one little planet that we are messing up real bad <laughs> and everybody's pointing fingers. Um, but then... It doesn't mean that I dismiss your background and your culture or whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to be like, yeah, we're all the same. Uh, we all have uh, a, a baggage with you, and I think that's very Definitely. important to to not uh, dismiss that. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is your culture, and and bring it. And and of course, we live in a world where there is racism everywhere, even here in Norway, uh, even if it's hush hush. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens. It happens very often, and and it's always about. Uh, our responsibility to take action when we uh, witness it or when we go through it. Mm-hmm. And it's not always that simple, right? I completely agree. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> not everybody is mature enough uh, on earth. <laughs> so, yes. But yeah, um, definitely for me, um, I, I grew up uh, with people uh, of very different backgrounds, uh, very different uh, countries, origins, uh, bland, mixed, uh, you know, I mean, uh, same, I'm French. Uh, it's it's a melting pot out there, you know. Uh, I mean, depending where you're from in France, I suppose. I, I could say the rural rural area is probably a bit more uh, white. Yeah. But uh, where I was from, it was very diverse and I was... I never questioned it. Yeah. I always was, no, oh, this is how it is. But then when you go somewhere where it's extra white, you're like, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. I'm from a place that is like extra white and mm. I would never see too many people of color mm. uh, around me. And I was most of the time the only or we were three or five or something like that. And when you're yeah. like this little amount, 
you do experience racism mm-hmm. and it starts with really like insignificant things and sometimes you're just wondering like is it really mm-hmm. and like even me as a person of color I I know that I will discriminate people in some way because I'm not perfect and I will say something that I'm not supposed to say but I'm trying to um like keep myself accountable for what I do and what I say and what I might think yeah And that's the whole point, I feel like, of fighting racism and colorblindness. Because to be, um, I feel like, if you're not, co- like, calling yourself out whenever you do or think something or whatever, then there's an issue. And it's an issue either if you're going to do literal hate crimes or join the KKK or any other neo-Nazi groups. Um, as if you're just being, I feel colorblind and think everybody, everything is perfect. White uh, racism exists. Uh, yeah, we and, can't dismiss. You know, yeah, like, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Like you have to, I feel like people have to just open their eyes and be like, okay, this is it. And if they do mistakes, as they will do, and everybody is going to do it, just to be like, yeah, of course. And if something racist happening in front of you, just be like, yeah. Like, let's call it out and uh, fight it together.